bringing you another banger. Alex Alonso here with FG. What's going on, man? Man, what's going on, man? How was your weekend? Uh, the weekend was good. Uh, what was it? Which holiday just passed? Uh, Memorial, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. I'm not good with holidays. Yeah. I just know it's a day off. Hey, that's all I know, man. And that's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I just hung out with the family, man. That's pretty much it. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, I had a chance to see my daughter because, you know, she's off at school. Mm-hmm. And uh, every opportunity I can get to... Tell her to come home. Hey, man. I gotta do it. <laughs> but I can feel the, the the kids are getting older and they wanting to do their own thing, man. They want to live their life. Yeah, definitely. I got one on her way to college, man. I'm messing her already. She ain't even left yet, you know, so you know. So she's going this fall? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, she going uh, out of state or staying No, she's going to stay stay in California, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I, I like um, keeping my kids close. Uh, I'm completely against... Um, my kids going out of state. Most kids want to leave, like leave. Mm-hmm, exactly. Look, she, my daughter is so close. She goes to USC. Mm-hmm. My wife works at USC. Okay, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always got an eye on no her. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> but she don't really mind, so that's cool. But uh, yeah, we had Memorial Day weekend, and um, you know, my father's a, a veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps, and I guess it's to uh, it's to celebrate all the soldiers, right? Uh, yeah, oh, no, that's Veterans that's Day. That's Veterans I'm Day. Tripping. Memorial Day is for what, man? Because I don't know nothing about these holidays. Uh, Memorial Day, I believe, is for the people who passed away uh, during um, military services. You sure about that? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what Christmas is for, to keep it real. I don't even, I, I don't celebrate no holiday. Uh, <laughs> I don't celebrate Christmas. Uh, the only one I might do is Thanksgiving because you get to see all the family. But um, yeah, Memorial Day weekend, um, we're back at it. We're back at work, episode 16, man. And um, let's get right into it, man. Uh, Eric Holder's jury selection is actually in effect. Oh, okay. They're getting it going, huh? They're getting it going, man. They're about to pick a jury. It's probably going to take them about two or three days to Mm -hmm, pick mm -hmm. a jury. And then uh, I would probably guess by Monday... They're going to start be rocking and rolling. evidence, yeah. witnesses, all of that, man. Yeah, finally get it going. People are finally, man, people have been waiting, man. And uh, I want to I wanna, uh, talk about this again. Uh, people think it's a conspiracy that it took so long, and it's only been three years. No, nah, no. If you, if you know, you know. You know, sometimes you got to wait it out. Sometimes it takes even four years for them to get all the evidence, get all the witnesses, get everything they need. And sometimes it's good for the defense as well to get their things together, you know, and it just take time. It's not overnight process. You talk about murder, capital murder. So not that I'm against conspiracy theories. I believe they do exist. Oh, they do definitely do exist. There's a time and place for conspiracy theories, but I just haven't really felt that Nipsey's murder is a huge conspiracy where the police are involved, the government's involved, Dr. Sabe's, you know, legacies involved. I, I just see it as some regular street shit like every other murder that we see i mean it could be some regular street shit but it could still be some conspiracies behind some regular street shit you know what i mean and i'm not saying it goes high as up to like you say dr sabi and anything like that but at the same time man a conspiracy is a conspiracy and if if you know more than a few people got together on this that's a conspiracy so i'm gonna see what uh how it pans out i'm i'm, I'm curious to see um what the defense and what the prosecutors bring to the table well, they got some witnesses that testified at the grand jury about three years ago, so I wonder if they all coming back 
And some of these dudes from 60s, so I, was yeah. like, I was a little surprised that all these guys showed up at the grand jury and said what they said. No doubt, no doubt. But if they were summons, I believe they had to go, right? Had no choice. Yeah. Yeah, they had no choice. But yeah, I don't think the LAPD's involved. I don't think uh, there's some conspiracy that the the city of LA wanted to take over that corner. Yeah, yeah I've heard all that sort yeah. of thing. I don't think it was that big. No. Nah. And it's, it goes back to the... Um, to Biggie's murder. You know, when Biggie got killed in 97 and I started hearing the conspiracy theories, I got to admit, I started believing some of them. But as time went on, as I met people who knew people involved, mm -hmm. as I got, you know, I didn't know Reggie back then. Mm -hmm. I didn't know a lot of other people. But now I look at it as some old-fashioned street shit. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But I still think it was a small degree of some, some, some... Uh, under undercurrents up in there with some with some uh now you're closer to that biggie killing because the quote-unquote people involved grew up right near where you grew up <laughs> yeah no no doubt that's yeah. why i say and then i watched it as well but i really believe that it was some it was some conspiracies involved in that you know i can't put my finger on or 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 not going to accuse anybody but i believe it was bigger than just a little street shit i believe it was more to it than that if you ask me now would you say as as big as involving like police and law enforcement i would wow yeah i would okay. yeah that's deep that's my my that's my opinion <laughs> yeah you know that's my opinion you know so um i i wasn't uh i don't think they just went out and did that and handled that like that i think it was multiple layers of 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 cooperation between people that, that how that happened so if if you believe in law enforcement involved then the, there was a relationship then be, between a certain group of pyrus and the police well, you know, or a certain group of people and the police, you know, or a certain group of gang members and the police. But, you know, nowadays that's not even um, far-fetched anymore. Okay. You know, that could easily happen. Yeah. You know? Well, I remember Biggie's mom tried to sue the LAPD over some conspiracy and then eventually the case got thrown out. So nothing ever happened of it. She didn't get no money, I don't think. Well, I believe they dropped that conspiracy. I mean, they dropped that lawsuit based on she was going to get some money from somewhere else. So she went on it. Dropped. That was from what my understanding was. I don't have any inside intel, but, you know, I don't see them just dropping that, you know, just to drop it. Yeah, I think she was going to get some money from somewhere else. But, um, yeah, Eric Holder, uh, jury selection is already going on. Uh, I would uh, I would actually be there right now checking it out if we wasn't doing Streets and Scholars. No, I bet no you would. I know you <laughs> yeah, would. So I'm going to pop in there, um, probably pop in there on Friday. And yeah, see you're going to at least go check yeah, it out for a second? Yeah, just to see what's going on there. Um, they're only allowing one media person to, w to witness the jury selection. Mm -hmm. But once the trial, once the evidence starts, um, I was going to say once the trial starts, technically, I don't know if a lot of people know this, jury selection is the beginning of trial. Mm -hmm. It's not separate from trial. So once the evidence gets presented mm -hmm. after um, opening statements, they allow everybody to come in. Oh, okay. okay. But for some reason, they're only allowing a, a limited number of people during the jury selection. So, all right. And on Nipsey Hussle's alleged killer, uh, we'll find out if he's going to be found guilty or not guilty. I'm going to say within probably less than two weeks. Think it'll be that fast? I mean, there's, there's really not too many witnesses. <laughs> there's only a, a handful of witnesses, and you can go through all them witnesses in like uh, a week. Yeah. And I don't know what the—I think the defense strategy is just to cross-examine the prosecution's witness. Man, <laughs> I'm just thinking from one way or the other, man, we're going to get some sort of— not going to say a bombshell, but I think we're going to get some sort of something that's going to be like a, a wild moment in that case. Uh, I think it's just going to be anticlimactic. I think it's just going to be some boring ass yeah, testimony. Yeah, cut dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've sat through too many of these, but mm -hmm. we, you never know. There, maybe there will be a, a bombshell and uh, we'll see. Um, 
man, uh, Master P's daughter passed 29 years old. Man, that's sad, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's crazy because I was reading the article. Um, they haven't really disclosed how she passed, but if you if you ever watched them, um, she was on a couple of reality shows, and they were open about her drug use. Right, right, right. So it could they be even a, did a lightweight like intervention on her. Yeah, you know they what did I mean? to try to get her to corral her in, you know. And and it's sad that sometimes, man, you know, when you get on these drugs, it's it's just so hard to get off, you know. And and I know it's hurtful to the family and hurtful to, you know. Uh, uh, everybody that was close to her, man, you know that 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 she was only twenty nine years old. And her brother Romeo, I'm sure he's grieving, man. He used to go to USC on the ba uh, He was on the basketball mm -hmm. team, man. Uh, he's a good guy. But um, when I was reading the article, it said that that um, mental illness and substance abuse may have played a role. And I'm thinking that if it's not overdose, it's possibly a suicide. Um, I won't speculate, but I know that sometimes, um, yeah, those are, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's, cause why, why say that no, she you was got a point. dealing yeah, with mental illness, point. if she was dealing with mental illness, usually when people, I mean, yeah, mental illness can lead, lead you to, you know, excessive drug, drug use. So I don't or, know. Or excessive drug use can lead you to mental illness. Hey, they, you know, this is what I'm starting to believe <laughs> yeah. after seeing some, some research, you know, and, um, and, um, so, but either, or like you said, at the end of the day to be that young, you know, would have to be like you say, uh, 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 some sort of overdose. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, one of my concerns, you know, as, as a father is, drugs from my of my kids like if my kids are dabbling if they are dabbling how serious would they dabble how mm -hmm. far would they take it because once they get to a certain age you can't really have any control no no doubt you know and i just have the cut and dry conversation with my kids you know i don't play with them when it comes to you know the, the uh substance abuse or substances period you know i don't play with them at all you know i go straight hammer it straight to them listen we have now back in the 80s when crack came along, we didn't have the intel to know what the effects of crack was going to be. You know, we have all the intel of what all these drugs are going to be. You can Google it. You can see that what meth does to you. You can see what these oxycodone is doing to you, especially these people are getting fake ones now. So they, they get they dying off the fentanyl. You know, I have these conversations with my kids because um, even with my younger kids, I tell them straight up. If you never try it, you'll never miss it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've never yeah. smoked a cigarette in my life. Therefore, I'll never have a, 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 a nicotine of need or want or desire. You know, so that's the whole thing about it, you know. And, and, and um, a couple of my older kids, they do smoke marijuana. You know what I mean? But I tell them, listen, you know, if you ever need something stronger than marijuana, then that's where the problem is going to come in. How high do you need to be? You know, because this weed nowadays strongest. Well, they got all kind of crazy weed out here now, yeah. you know. And and, uh, and I used to smoke about 15 years ago, marijuana. And it, the weed got too strong for me. So I, I put it down, you know. So, um, but at the same time, and, and weed can too. Any drug can lead to excessive use, can lead to, to other problems and, and drinking and, you know, making you want. It could be a gateway drug to something else. And all, like you say, we can do, man, is just really talk to them and try to hammer it in how serious it is out there. So how do you feel about your your sons that smoke marijuana? Because I, um, I have two sons 
And I'm completely against them even trying because I know once you dabble, especially marijuana, and you enjoy that high, you're going to revisit that high. And it's going to be years before you decide to say, I'm done with the high. Like for you, mm-hmm. you know, you probably did it for many years before you quit. Yeah, no doubt. No so doubt. I'm completely against my sons even trying it and starting. So what, what is it like knowing that your sons do marijuana? Well, the, 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 the uh, ironic part is one of my sons, he just got a CDL. And um, before he got a CDL, about three or four months before, he went, when he started studying for his tests and stuff like that, I'm like, ain't no use of studying if you're going to smoke. And he stopped, you know, and, 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 and me, I do drink, you know what I mean? So I'm not just totally, you know, he's never drank and he stopped, you know, and he just, to this day, he, and, and he laughed. Matter of fact, it's, it's been longer than that. Cause I think he just said it was a year that he couldn't believe that he w- wouldn't smoke weed. He smoked it every day. And I'm proud of him for that. You know, mind clearer, you know, of course, you know, when you under DOT regulations, driving these, he just uh, applied for his hazmat, you know? So, you know, we get randomly drug tests all the time, but for my other son, um, my thing was this, um, this is the effect of going to prison. Because they seen me smoke it, you know what I mean? I left, they were 12 years old. Guess what? While mm-hmm. I'm gone, who's to stop them from dabbling? Oh, my dad smoked it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, these kids really watch what we do as, as parents. So I have to be take part of the blame in that, you know what I mean? So um, now me going to just say, man, yeah, I could say you need to stop. But at the same time, you know um it, they're going to make they 29 years old you're going to make a decision on your own but at the end of the day i have to take uh, uh, some blame for that you know had i been home i may have been able to see it early or coach them early or keep preaching what i'm preaching to my younger kids who don't use it and maybe had the same effect hey if nobody ever told on you in 2004 you might not have never ever caught another case no, no doubt right because no <laughs> it looked like you you already went to prison you already you know knew what knew what that was like and you was already partially businessman and you know a little bit in the streets yeah right right i can't see yeah true but but like you say and yeah exactly you know if you don't you know like i say you guys got to be aware of who you're hanging around and who your friends are i just say that because um the 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 impact and the effects of somebody telling on another person it just it's never ending yeah it's never ending never ending snowball effect yeah it's all kind of things so you know, my sons actually had a friend whose older brother died of a fentanyl overdose. Mm. So even though I'm constantly talking to mm-hmm. them about it, when that happened to them, that was like a, a that was huge, an eye opener. Yeah, yeah. and it kind of helped me a little bit. Yeah. Like whenever that we have that conversation, I say, hey, "Remember your friend's brother? Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. only 18 years old, mm-hmm. and um, he got a batch of some bad fentanyl, and, and that and was it." Sadly to say that that incident, you know could put them in a situation where they never ever touch it i know know, now fortunately somebody had to lose their friend had to lose their life but sometimes you know when they see it that close they be like you know what i'm a believer you know i hope so yeah Uh, i mean i would be disappointed if they went through all of that Mm -hmm. they dealt with his brother grieving Mm -hmm. went to the funeral listen to me speak about it and remind them and then end up you know in a similar situation so yeah man um Man, my my um my condolences, man, to Master P, man. It must be tough having a kid that's strung out. Yeah, it gotta be, man. I'm yeah. talking about it. It, it. it gotta be, man. And I don't you say know, that disrespectfully, strung out. I know. It's no, a- no, no. I I got what you're saying. You know, and uh, same with me. You know, my mom died of cancer, um, and I had friends who parents were 
drug addicts, you know, I mean, like real crack addicts that we would see on the street, you know, and I was sad that I lost my mom, but I also said, man, that would have broke my heart had I saw something like that, you know what I mean? So with it being a daughter, I mean, you know, son, any kid, it got to be heartbreaking, you know. No doubt, man. So um, shouts out to Master P and his family, Romeo, the brother, and, um, you know, rest in peace, Tatiana. And to another subject, man, uh, I was actually shocked and surprised about this CO, federal CO. Oh, yeah, yeah, correctionals officer. From the BOP. Man, right here in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, this officer, this CO officer admits to raping and sexually assaulting a female inmate. His name is Jose Vieira, V-I-E-R-A. And I was just, just shocked that um, a CO would be that bold to to rape an inmate and this isn't this is a federal system so i mean you've dealt with these ceos i'm sure they're not all like this they're not right, all this right. crazy but this he ain't the only one no no he's he's not and i was in that facility that that happened at you know uh mdc los angeles and um the thing i don't understand is this now say if he would have not that i'm condoning this either but say if he would have she would have wanted it you know and he would have got caught it wouldn't have been an assault. It wouldn't have been a rape. It'll just been, you know, basically you jeopardize your job over, you know, a, a piece. You know what I mean? And and uh, but to go in there and and and, and rape a rape a inmate, dude. What what the hell is you thinking? I mean, that's the dumbest shit. I I, I just don't get that. Oh uh, man, I I don't get it either. He's looking at a mandatory ten years, which I feel like is not. It doesn't fit this. Ten years for he getting one hundred twenty months. For raping an inmate, you you got 120, you got the same sentence. Oh man, right, right. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and, and and but like I say, I it's hard for me to just did, did she play any part in it as far as luring him in and setting him up? Did she, you know, see I'm jump I'm just it's hard for me to believe that he just went in there and said, I'm taking this. Right, here I am and, and, and just think you gonna get away with it. I, I don't know. Unless he's done it before and got away with it, I don't know. But maybe he thought she wasn't gonna really say nothing. I just don't know. But maybe he threatened her with some I'll say that you did you know what I mean? I don't but that don't sound right, man. I, I mean I know he's 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 and he pleaded guilty to it. Yeah, he did plead guilty. Yeah, so I mean, you yeah. know, that's crazy. And there's actually several complaints against uh BOP COs. For, uh, there's 483 sexual complaints in 2020, and they're saying this is related to COVID. The The girl was being quarantined in an area for people who either been exposed to COVID or had COVID, and this CEO, Jose Vieira, was part of, I guess, monitoring them, mm -hmm. and this is where it happened. It doesn't seem like there's any... Um, like any consent at all it said that he laid in the bed with her mm -hmm. pushed her against the wall and started penetrating her against her will and and not only that they found semen on the sheet so he was locked in you know he was locked in you know and i just don't understand that how easy it is out here in these streets to you know if you have sexual desires you can get any f fantasy fulfilled you have but i i just didn't see him jeopardizing a career over that that's hard, man. Well, his max is 10 years. That means he can get less than yeah, that. Yeah, his max is 10 years, yeah. <laughs> he might get less than that, but um, I, I can't imagine um, getting any less than that. And yeah, this is this was in the MDC, which is really the, this is where, this is sort of like, quote unquote, the county jail to the feds, mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. you await trial. Right, right, no doubt. So they keep females and males both in MDC? Yeah, but on separate floors. 
So you would never be on the floor where the women are and they wouldn't be on the floor where we are. But I'm sure the COs have access to all those floors. Now, when you were in MDC, you don't get to even interact with the female. Not personally like that, but you, you it was a ways you had to interact with them, you know, because you'll be surprised what <laughs> talking through event can do. You know, <laughs> they was on the ninth floor, you on the seventh or eighth floor. You could actually just talk to event, hey, hey, and they answer, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? You could actually have a conversation through the events. Crazy. Hey, that's what um, that's what Keefe D from Southside was saying in an interview when he was in MDC in 2005, talking through the events. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it was, I surprised you stand up on the toilet to holler out somebody's name and they'll be like let me go get them hold on that's crazy damn <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's a crazy form of communication yeah so um how many floors away can you holler at somebody um it's not too many like i say the females i believe was on the ninth floor i could be wrong but um you know um but you can holler up a few three four three or four levels if it's if nobody else hollering through them at the moment you know well, this this um this CEO pled guilty and he admitted to fondling her mm -hmm. and penetrating her against her will. So I mean, if you're gonna admit to that, yeah, it's hard, bro. Um, but I believe he probably admitted to that with some form of um um sentencing range agreement agreement. Maybe not on paper, but, you know, a verbal agreement to say, listen, man, you go plead guilty to that. We'll keep it between, you know, 36 and 56 months, you know, something like that. You know, um, him just pleading guilty straight out. I just, you know, but well, he, well, I was going to say, if he went to trial, do you think he'd face if he, and lost? Would he face more than 10? Yeah, no doubt. Because the money they're going to spend for trial, man, they hate spending that money. And you make them spend it. They're going to they going you going to pay for it on the back end. Well, I hope definitely. He, gets maxed out man because um he's the scum of the earth to me no no doubt but like i say i just don't sometimes i know man sometimes you know females got undercurrent under uh current things too you know maybe she was trying to look into less of her position so you know get her some time off knocked off some kind of way you know and 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 so at the end of the day only them two really know what actually happened yeah, I guess there are some instances where the female inmates kind of uh, don't mind the sexual attention from the COs. Oh, uh, no doubt. We did another study on at another prison where um, hey, them fem the females was mad at the one girl who told because they were on some, you messing it up for us now. You know what I mean? And um, and that's crazy how that works, man. You know, but I, I, I hey, females in prison, they had their needs too, right? You know what I mean? So... Hey, you know, I, I, it's hard to be mad at him, but as a man doing your job, you still have to respect the, the guidelines and the boundaries of, of that you're a CEO and these are inmates. But a, a male inmate and a female inmate can never connect, hook up. Right? Well, well, this is the thing about it. In the prison camps where the females are, males work those camps. You know what I mean? So they got action all day long. And if you, at those camps, it's one CEO and... 200 300 people you know so anything can happen you know you know what i mean those camps are, are, are wide open you know so um different things goes on at the camps i heard a lot of stories about the camps you know but at the end of the day you talking about mdc you talking about a closed facility you talking about monitoredly watched you talking about i, I just don't want to know what he was thinking man well uh, i hope he gets maxed out jose Vieira. Um, looking at 10 years and, and hopefully he'll get the whole 10 years, man. But man, let's talk about, um, I wanted to talk to you about this Uvalde shooting. 
But then I just realized, how can we talk about the Uvalde shooting and skip over the Buffalo shooting? Because the Buffalo shooting was actually targeted towards black folks. You absolutely right, man. And they and 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 he went in there. Did you see where he saw the one white guy and said, "Oh, I'm my bad," you know? And 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 he and it's to me, it seemed like they brushed that under the rug like it was nothing instead of calling it what it really was. You know, it means a massacre of black people. It, no doubt. And what's crazy is that while I was just sitting here preparing for episode sixteen. It seemed to me that the media just skipped over the Buffalo yeah, shooting. Yeah, that's what I said. They just swept it under the rug. And now like, it's all about Uvalde. Isn't that crazy? No doubt. You know, and and, and I feel and, and look, it, I got I, I'm I'm to blame too because I'm writing up these notes about Uvalde because it's just everywhere, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hold up, yo, ten black folks was just massacred in Buffalo, and and why are we not talking about that? You're absolutely right, man. You know, you got a point and, and it goes to show, you know, we still in America, you know, unfortunately. And um, the media did the media and, and every person that's into um, um, having anything to do with 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 blackness should have been. I didn't hear the media screaming out. I didn't hear um, the um, uh, what you say, the. Not just the rap artists, but the actors and everybody seemed like they should have came to the forefront on this. Every activist, every, you know, and and they didn't. This was racially motivated. No doubt about it. 100%. You know, and that's not that's not an issue to to America. You know, no, it is. Um, I thought it was crazy when um, the conservative news wanted to say, wait up, we don't really know what happened in Buffalo. We don't know what motivated him. Like they, they wanted to deny that race had any, any role in it whatsoever, but it, it only took less than a day to figure that. I mean, if you were in Buffalo, you already knew. Right, right. You right. know, but you know, we live in way over here on the other side of the country. Um, with, after the first day, I realized, oh, this was a racial, this was racially motivated 100% from the very beginning and was really disturbing. Somebody actually sent me the dude's video mm. You know he live screen live streamed it on Twitch Mm-mm. on that uh, Twitch is a video platform mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and somebody sent me the video in like one of my DMs on Instagram so I clicked it and I'm like oh man I, I ended up watching it which yeah. I shouldn't have but this dude this dude was like playing a video game with human beings right right that's what it looked like to me with black human beings no doubt we're yeah. killing killing black folks and um, I don't I don't recommend anybody watching this stupid video that somebody sent me. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that the conversation about Buffalo has kind of took taken a, a back seat to Uvalde, you know? Well, you know, Uvalde, don't get me wrong, man, was something, um, I guess little kids, little is, kids, is, is, is little kids, little kids being killed more, um, I guess more sad than black folks being killed in Buffalo. No, not at all. You know, not to me at least, but at the same time, you know, um, I think people expect them to, you know, brush Buffalo up under the rug. You know, had Uvalde even not happened, um, you still wouldn't be hearing about Buffalo. Buffalo still would be, you know, a foregone conclusion with, with a lot of people, especially the, the conservative media. 
Probably so. You know, so, so. Um, but here, you know, I'm not taking anything, though, from, you know, th those little kids' lives getting took, man. You know, those babies, man, Yeah, at the end of the day, you know. But I can speak on the coward of police that, that, that waited an hour before they even tried to go in there and, you know, and... and 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 put it on the line you know like they've sworn to do or like we've seen in other situations this police department right here you know dropped the ball and it's probably the most coward police department in america no doubt and the chief of um the chief of that police department uh arendando has got to be the most cowardice chief in america i agree for calling that and the, and the uh, the border patrols that the, the agents that did go in there they went in there against their orders. Yeah. They was like, are y'all crazy? Mm -hmm. We got a gunman in there? I was thinking if that happened in Los Angeles, LAPD would have loved to rush up in Man. there. You know, they would have lined themselves up back to back, hit the left, hit the right, watch a crossfire yeah. and, and go in there and do their thing. No, no doubt, no doubt. But it goes to show you the lack of, you know, training in some of these uh, little cities around the uh, United States, you know, and, and pretty much probably around the world. But to me, if you're a police officer, I don't care how small your town is. I don't care how uh, how uh, advanced or not advanced your training is. Y'all got a bunch of guns. It's mm -hmm. at least 20 or 30 of y'all. Mm -hmm. It's one guy in there. One guy in there with a rifle and it's 30 of y'all with Glocks. Yeah, Go was, handle your business. 19. At one point, I believe it was 19 officers there. And, you know, one officer went on to went to People Magazine, you know, and uh, did an interview over there. And he said, man, you know, they just, nobody had the heart to do it. He said, man, everybody wanted to and nobody had the heart. They also had to, like you say, the order to stand down at the moment but like you said there's no officers I, I believe in la that would have took that order like that when them kids was in there getting shot they would have broke them rules and took it on the chin afterwards hey i take my what i'm gonna take afterwards but i'm going in here to save some of these kids yeah and um they, they gunned the dude down you know i was i was um having a conversation with somebody about why did the buffalo shooter get to be taken into custody <coughs> alive and the Uvalde shooter, they killed him. And initially, I thought the Uvalde, the Uvalde shooter was was returning fire on the police, but we don't really have any proof. I haven't heard any cops that are shot. You haven't, yeah, they, yeah a couple got. But have you seen them being interviewed? Like, yeah, I, no, I took no, one in the no. chest or I took one in the leg. No. See, I think they just said that because they also use the term grazed. So what they do? Shot a hole in their shirt or shot a no you know, i want to i want to see an officer laid up in the in the hospital bed with a um a cast over his leg or his arm or his shoulder no no doubt no i think they went in, i think the border patrol agents that went in there said hey we're gonna kill this dude yeah regardless well, I mean, right right but i mean before that um when initially first took off and a few officers that were there you know they say that they went to go up in there and he sh shot at them a couple got grazed and they ran back up out of there but <laughs> an hour later though before they can come to some tactics you know and i guess when the border patrol got there wasn't nothing else left to do but go in here and knock this dude down because he had already just put in so much damage and you know to a certain degree that's that, that's the right thing to do regardless if uh, his name is uh salvador ramos Regardless if Salvador Ramos was shooting at the police or not, I feel that a guy like that has to get taken out because the families don't want to see this guy on television every night going to court, going to trial, back and forth from appeals, because that actually just adds more trauma 
to the trauma that the guy already created. So I think the officers that went in there said, hey, we got to just end this thing. But they didn't do it in Buffalo. They didn't do it in Buffalo, and they didn't do it at a few places where it's a white shooter. You know, and that's just the way I see it, you know. And I do believe, you know, if you ever catch a, you know, hopefully it never is or maybe it's something that I don't know about, you catch a black shooter in that same situation, man, they're going to knock his head off the first chance he get. He will not be coming out alive, you know, and that's just <laughs> the, 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 how, how it seems like it really is, you know. And and uh, because we getting so many massacre shooters and they just walking them right on out. Well, it doesn't seem like there's – um there's an answer to this to this problem that we have going on around the country to of mass shootings apparently there's been i don't know how many mass shootings this yeah, year as soon as these dudes get to the pen they pose a, they didn't handle it in the in the, the appropriate way on and with the police for department when them dudes get to the pen man they supposed to be high they, they should not be able to walk the yard in peace you know they should be able to have to peace pee up every day of their life in there you know and um for those kind of crimes well, I don't think they would ever go on a general population yard, these um, shooters. Well, even not in GM Pop, but somewhere, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's dudes in there on every level that can, you know, reach out and touch these dudes. I know one of them, who was that? Uh, it was one of those guys got, uh, he got killed up in there. Was it, um, who was one of those mass murderers? And when he got to the pen, they laid him down. Uh, I don't know which yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I can't even think of his name, man, but... Uh, uh, but it was one of them. As soon as he got there, they they knocked him off. Well, a lot of them, um, I, I know they're not going to be in a general population. But sometimes they commit suicide too during um, during the shooting, which I could respect that. If, if you if this is what you want to do, all right, kill yourself after end it end it for the for all the victims' families that you messed up. But then there's guys like the dude in Buffalo. He decided to surrender. Right, you know, he decided to surrender. You know, and. Um and they accepted it. You yeah. know, they accepted the surrender, you know, and um but but at the end Why do you think they um, accepted his surrender and just didn't gun his ass down? Hey man, you know, it's a whole lot of reasons that I could speculate, but I I don't know the exact reason. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess the obvious one is he's he's white. No doubt. And it is true law enforcement seems to be hesitant in killing white folks when they're armed. And um, I don't think anybody could deny that 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 happens. The white guy always gets taken into custody no, without no incident. Doubt. That's without incident, man. But it just but but on, on this Uvalde thing, man, it just it just kills me. To what kind of person, you know? And like I. Uh, uh, a convention center where grown people was. Man, you went to where some babies was at. You know what I mean? He knocked down some first and second, third graders, I believe. You know, and and I can't even wrap my head around somebody wrapping their head around pulling something like this off. You know, it's it's it's. Didn't he kill his grandmother before? Well, you I think know. She, I think she survived. Oh, she she made it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I believe that uh, the last I know, she was still living. But he did shoot her in the okay. head, right? Okay. Yeah, I know he shot her, and yeah. um, but uh, but 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 it goes back to like you say when we was talking about early mental illness, you know, because no sane person does that. Well, he wasn't. He was never identified as. He being, surely wasn't. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he surely wasn't. Never had an arrest. None of that. Bought them two arms right after his 18th birthday. Hey, how much you think those ARs cost? Cause how, man, they got they 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 not they pricey. This kid just turned eighteen. Where he get the money for, for to buy? I was gonna say enough for he was ten to do this job. <laughs> man, you know what I mean, so 
That's the crazy part about it, man. Well, I know they're going to investigate all this. How did he get the ARs? Where did he get the money for the ARs? And do you think it should be legal for an 18-year-old to buy an AR? No, but at the same time, you know, here, you, here we go back with the gun rights battle. You know, um, um, I believe people that's going to do things of this nature going to get their hands on the gun regardless. That's just what I believe. So if you did change the age or you changed a different uh, requirements or you changed certain this or that, um, I believe somebody that want to do something is going to get their hands on what they're looking for regardless. Regardless if the gun's legal or illegal. Exactly. You see, in California, the, the, all these guns are illegal. Right, no doubt. Even the damn magazine for your semi-automatic hand pistol has to be restricted to 10 rounds. No doubt. They, they, brought, even, it, they brought it down from 16 they even changed the handles on the AR California did. You can still have a different handle to where you it's not a pistol grip anymore. Your hand it's like barely can hold on to the to the to the to the stock just based on uh they changed the whole uh hand model, you know. I don't know what that was for, but yeah, it's not even like the pistol like where you can hold the, the grip it the same way, you know. So uh but what is the stopping? You know, if somebody get their hands on them, they got their hands on them, you know. Now do you think all these laws California has probably the most strict some of the toughest laws yeah, yeah. in the whole country. It's hard to really say yes or no if it saved lives. Like is is reducing my magazine from sixteen to ten, does that save lives for someone that wants to, to use their weapon for ill intent? Like, how, how do we even know? You don't, but I know a situation back where I, I see, I wasn't, you know, back when they had the uh, the AK-47s, you know, I was a Mac 90 guy, you know, and I used to love that Mac 90. And one time, you know, it was only came with a five round clip, you know. So um, I went to the gun store and was like, man, I'm trying to get a, a, a extended clip, you know, a bigger clip for this gun. And, you know, and the guy said, you know, young man, he said, um, Mac 90 bullet uh, knocked down an elephant. <laughs> you know what I mean? He say, you know, so for a person to need more than five rounds, you know, he says, all oh, depend on what you're shooting at that you need. You know what I mean? And it didn't dawn on me, you know, that that kind of capacity around what was that powerful. You know what I mean? And uh, and uh, I was like, well, damn, they got a point. You know, why do you need more if these bullets are so powerful? I could think of a reason why you might need more. What if um, we are in an apocalypse, mm -hmm. electricity goes out, the whole grid is, is, is down, mm -hmm. and people in the streets start to acting crazy and going house to house to try to rob and yeah, see what nah, they- Yeah, no doubt. They're not going to come to your house with that Mac 90. No, nah, you're you right, but then, then you're right. With them five bullets, ain't going to get me nowhere. Exactly. You know, I'm going to get five, and or, you know, that's it. You yeah. know, so you do got a point there, but, but these are high-powered weapons, you know. Um, it's just it's just you know to have a hundred round clip have a 30 round clip have a 50 round clip you know outside of an apocalypse or something like that i mean damn you know what are you you know you know you really looking for to damage something or not just you want to be sure that you have enough but but uh when you have these kind of uh high capacity uh magazines uh shootings like at these schools you know, this is what's happening. They're able to get off a whole lot of shots in a limited amount of time. Well, I don't think Texas is going to do anything about the gun laws there. I don't either. And, you know, uh, and, and I'm not even sure if changing the laws would stop a guy like Salvador Ramos. I don't either. Because 
you can get a gun like that on the black market. No doubt. If you really, really want one. Now, I do think that it was easy for him, right? <laughs> if you if for, for guys like that, you got to make it hard. You got to make it difficult. If he wants to get a gun like that, make it difficult. Make him put, have to put the work in yeah. to get one. Don't, don't make it as easy as he just turned 18 and he's got the money. He could walk out of the gun store with anything he wants. No, you got a point there. That's a little um, crazy. And then also, I wonder, does he have all the IDs? Um, because, look, in California... You go in there to buy a gun, you got to give them your ID. Mm-hmm. They make copies of it. They You, you got to pay for your gun in advance or at least put a deposit. Mm-hmm. Then they make you wait 10 days. Mm-hmm. So in those 10 days, who knows what they're doing? They're sending your name to Washington, right, D.C. Right, right. Background they're sending your name to Sacramento. Yeah. And then when you come back, you pay the balance 10 days later and you get your gun. It just seemed like this dude walked in the store and said, let me get that, let me get that, and let me get this, and 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 that was it. Right, right. Let me get a water jug to go with in case I get thirsty and and and, and walk right on out with him. Now, I, I do believe that background checks are important, but if Salvador Ramos really wanted to get what he wanted to get, there's always another way to get it. It is, but the, I believe that some of those other ways are not as easy as people think for everybody, you know. Um, in certain cities, you know, some of the bigger cities, then, you know, I can't even say the bigger cities, but, you know, some of these weapons are just not easy to get off the street if you're not in touch with people who know how to get this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of friends he had or didn't have, but it really might have could have deterred him, you know, based on um, uh, if they were harder to get. I mean, but who's to say that he just wouldn't have stocked up on three or four nines or 40 Glocks and went and did the same mission? you know, with extra clips. And, and so, you know, it, depending on how bad he wanted to get this done, it, it was not having the AR wasn't going to stop him. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so I don't really know what the solution to this is, but every time somebody gets killed like this, um, going all the way back to Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook was the same thing. I think it was first graders, second graders. And uh, I thought something was going to happen there. I thought, okay, Sandy Hook, they really going to do something about guns in the United States. And then nothing really happened. I don't believe they're going to do nothing now. <laughs> you know, they're going to talk, say we're going to talk about it. They're going to bring it up in Congress. Somebody going to file a, a, a write a bill to to change something and it's not going to pass. The the It's going to be a bunch of noise about the bill floating through the Senate or Congress, but it's not going to pass, you know. Now, let's talk about like um, the, the this whole this guy, Salvador Ramos, he, he went through a whole bunch of different things um, recently in his life. And I wonder, are these things, are these red flags? Because um, I'll mention these things in a minute, but it seems like these are things that a lot of us go through as teenagers. But right. um, he was expelled from school. Have you ever been expelled before? No. you never been expelled? No. Oh, okay. I've been expelled. Yeah, I've never been expelled. <laughs> You've never been expelled. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been expelled from, let's see. I, every time I got expelled, it was never my fault. Mm-hmm. And the last time I got expelled, I was at a school for two years. Mm-hmm. And actually, I could, I could, I went through a depression. I was at a school for two years, all of my 11th grade, all of my 12th grade. Going to the end of my 12th grade, I get expelled for talking back to the football coach, um, for saying something. He was the track coach, too. Um, now, then let me ask you something. Expelled is when you get totally kicked out of that school? Totally kicked okay, out of the yeah, school. I've never done that for you. And I had an argument with the, the track slash football coach about just I didn't like his get down. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was wrong about how he did things. And I, I may have cursed at him or something. Mm-hmm. And he, he he ratted me out to the dean. 
And the dean said, this is the last complaint and I'm going to have to send you out of the school. Is that right? And I was like, wow. I was like, I was, please, I'm about to graduate. Yeah, yeah. I don't have, I don't, where are you going to send me? I don't want to go anywhere. So it, it, it did mess me up. Mm-hmm. It messed me up mentally. When I got to that, that last school I was at, mm-hmm. that they sent me to, I didn't know anybody there. Right, right. And I went crazy there. I just, <laughs> I went off. I was trying to, I was deliberately trying to get kicked out yeah, of that school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he got kicked out of school. Um, for whatever reason that they don't really explain why but i do think when you get expelled from a school especially a school that you're connected to mm-hmm. that you have all your friends and you're a teenager it, it could have a, a huge impact on you so i i don't know if that's going to lead someone to want to kill right but if you're already mentally imbalanced you just need a little push to to go over the edge now let me just add another thing out um he decided to drop out the school, drop out of school. I guess he didn't want to go to the next school that they were going to send him to. Mm-hmm. He dropped out. Also, he was a bad student. He did not perform well yeah, he in class. Didn't perform too hot. And then um, there's reports and photos that support that he um, he liked to kill little animals. Yeah, did you see that we had the bag of dead? I, cats I didn't even look at it. I just read about it. Man, you saw you the know, picture of it. No, nah, I, oh. I, I didn't want to either. You know <laughs> what I mean? And and um, and uh, I didn't click here, but but um, but I read about it, man. So I was like, wow, this this, this these are that's a red flag for sure. Yeah. I take that over being more of a red flag than any explosions, any uh, uh, bad students, any any of that. Them dead cats in the bag, you know, who does that? Well, you know what? When, when um, I lived in the country area for a little while when I was a little kid mm-hmm. in a white, uh, all white town, like Italians um, in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And these white kids used to do some crazy stuff on our way home from school. Yeah. We used to walk through like some area and they would kill turtles and find snakes and cut them. And, and I was like, oh, this is what we do here. Well, I mean, that could be, uh, that's normal country kid stuff though. I could say that, you know what I mean? You know, killing certain little, um, animals and you know stuff like that uh but a bag of dead cats holding them out the car window yeah that's know, a, that's a maybe it's, another it's, level it's just a little sign that or, or that right there would you know if i saw anybody do that you know what i mean i would start wondering about this this cat you know what i mean uh, like you know i would double double look at him so once they i read that i said okay maybe he probably had some issue issues you know but then he was never diagnosed with any sort of mental illness, and he had never even been arrested for a crime as a juvenile. But just because he wasn't diagnosed didn't mean he didn't have none. That's correct. You know. So do you think all these things that was going on in his head have, have any role in, in him deciding, I'm about to go knock down a bunch of second graders? You know what, man? And that's, the, that's what puzzles me. Where in your mind, dude, that even, you know, okay, these people at the... Uh, uh, DMV made me mad. I'm going back. These people at the, you know, I, 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 okay, I can get that, but some second graders, bro. I, I, I just can't fathom the thought of in his mind. You know, he had to really be, really have some mental issues, man, to do to do that. Yeah. Uh, Even while he's shooting and gunning and seeing that these is babies running around hollering and screaming for their life, man, you got to be a cold dude to do that one. No doubt about it. Uh, I, I would say that he was definitely mentally ill, but because he's never been diagnosed, there's nothing to prevent him from walking into a gun store and buying a gun. No doubt. So now there has to be like this whole new system because when, when 
when the average citizen buys a gun, they're checking for criminal history. They're checking for convictions, arrests, all of that. But there's no way to check out mental illness. No doubt. Whether you did something crazy as a teenager, as a kid. So I don't even know if there's even a system that would work to check people before they buy weapons. It just well, seems illogical. It, it, it is, but at the same time, you know, America has put no foot forward in even trying to. You know, they talk about it every year. Every time a, a shooting or a school shooting, a mass shooting takes place, we're going to look in the gun laws. We're going to look in the gun laws. You're not. You know, you're going to take the losses that comes with them and just, I mean, I would rather you just say that, you know. Well, I think there's some shootings that you're just not going to stop. Right, right. You're right. not. But, you know, with, with social media and the Internet, I do believe that the Buffalo shooter could have been stopped because he went on the Internet mm -hmm. and talked his shit. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he said things about shootings and killings. Um, so these red flags were there in terms of him actually desiring to shoot. Mm -hmm. But then even if someone expresses something like that, that's not a is that a crime? It's not. It's a freedom of speech, you know, First Amendment. Um, so at the end of the day, it, it still should be some kind of way. And then even if you were to use things to um, when you Google, now you're invading somebody's privacy. You know, even if you checking in on them to see if this is what they're thinking or they're Googling or they're typing up, now you're invading a person's privacy. So at the end of the day, I, I'm like you. I believe that these shootings just won't stop. They were talking about putting, you know, a police officer full time at a high school, at, at, at schools where you just had 19 at this one school and they didn't do nothing, you know, until more arrived, you know. And uh, so is that even an answer? If he ain't brave enough to, you know, get out there and put his life on the line and, and, and things of that nature, you know, what what is that going to do, too? Well, I think the other solution is, um, and a lot of people believe this, is more guns. So let's say if the teachers in that school had guns, mm -hmm. if um, the residents in their area had guns, when you have more guns, you have... Um, a less likelihood of someone wanting to do something at a particular spot because basically this was like a soft target right for the right. shooter if if he anticipated like oh man there's like 20 teachers in there that are all armed mm -hmm. there's a good chance that it's, what i want to do is not going to work but i don't know how likely that is teachers get armed and more residents get armed so there's a lot of people that just don't want to deal with guns true but like you said i did have a not a, a small conversation with a guy not too long ago about he's saying that his he, he was saying that it's a little less crime in arizona based on because they have open carry you know and um by them having open carry people were less likely to rob stores and stuff like that because it's other people that's in the store with guns out open on their hip you know so you're going to be definitely be in a gunfight if you just try to rob this convenience store at this moment, you know. So he had a point, but I just hadn't done no research to even see what the uh, crime rates are in Arizona and stuff like that or the open carry states, you know. But uh, maybe they have to do some research on it and see if that's a fact. Man, California used to be open carry, and, and that's another thing they changed. Um, they got rid of 16 magazine clips mm -hmm. in 2016. They got rid of the assault rifles years before that. They got rid of open carry, I think, 2013. I used to open carry. Mm -hmm. I used to be sitting at Starbucks with my strap on my hip. Mm -hmm. And then one day the police rolled on me at Starbucks and said, 
don't let me see you with that gun anymore because the laws changed. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I they used to call the, the police on me. They'd be like, "There's a guy in front of Starbucks with a gun." Yeah. And the police used to pull up on me, and I'm like, "Hey, this, this is my right to open carry." But most people in California never exercised it. it. Oh, okay, sure. I didn't even know that that was a right. Yeah, yeah. I used to be at the Starbucks on Crenshaw. Okay. On the patio yeah. with my strap right there. And every once in a while, the police would come check it. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure because they don't want it loaded. Right, right, right. But you could have your bullets in the in another pocket. Oh, okay. okay so I used okay. to have a, a magazine in the pocket and yeah, a, yeah, a gun yeah, on my yeah, hip yeah. in case I... But that's not even the best way to do it either because right, if right, you need right. to use it right now... Right, man, I need to be ready to I got to load it. Boom. Now yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. And then boom. <laughs> but hey, I, I was willing to do it. The law right, allowed right, me to right. do it. The law allowed you to do it. But they got rid of open carry yeah so um it's 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 crazy because the laws that are designed or at least in the politicians mind that are designed to bring safety to the communities are actually making it harder for law-abiding citizens to protect themselves i feel i don't feel protected now that when i go to starbucks i gotta leave my gun in a lockbox in the car I don't get to keep it on my hip. Right, right. Now, now, how difficult is it going to be for me to defend myself? No, I got to run to the car. I got to unlock the box, pull it out, load it. And, and by that time, I'm dead. Yeah, too much time. So uh, I don't think laws are the answer. I don't I don't either. But but what is that? See, that's the thing about it. Or is there not an answer? I don't think there's an answer yeah. because this country was built on a level of freedom. And it was built on that Second Amendment, to the right to bear arms. So with that freedom comes losses, and we're just going to have to eat these losses. As, as sad as that sounds and as insensitive that might sound to some people listening to me right now, I mean, that's the cost of freedom, that mm-hmm. we got to eat some of these losses because you can't stop Salvador Ramos. Right, right. You can't really stop that dude Gendron in Buffalo. Uh, I mean, to a certain degree, I think Gendron could have been stopped because he was on on social media. He had a manifesto and he had all this other stuff. Mm. But a lot of these shooters, you're not going to be able to stop. Right. Um, They don't have criminal records, so they can buy guns. They can buy guns. Um, So what are you going to do now? Stop non-criminals from buying guns? You can't do that. Do that. Um, So, I mean, these people could debate in Washington, D.C. all day long and nothing's going to happen. That's what I believe. Nothing's going to happen. And then we're going to have another shooting like this probably before the end of the year. And uh, it's going to be another tragedy. Well, man, hopefully not. But at the same time, it's, it's you know they're coming. You yeah. know it's you know they're coming. When you when you say they're coming, what are you talking about? Uh, these shooting these. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These incidents, the incidents, mass shooting incidents. You know, it's it's as sad as like you say, sad it is to say we can't believe that just the last one. Well, um, rest in peace to all those kids. That died in Uvalde. I think it was twenty-one. Was it twenty-one students? Uh, I thought it was nineteen. Nineteen students, students two, two teachers. Adults, yeah. Nineteen students, two teachers. Crazy. Twenty-one there, and then of course the, the ten brothers and sisters in Buffalo, New York, which was uh that was completely targeted at that supermarket in no the black doubt. neighborhood. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of disappointed because I we got to see that shooter Gendron, you know, um, on the news or on our um on our feeds on our tablets. Every time he goes to court, yeah. But um, they they should have gunned his ass down. Um, and unfortunately, um, I think when it comes to black situations, they they not on they they not as aggressive, um, with with black with black situations as they are with the white folks. And that's just a reality, man. Uh, final thoughts, FG. Man, you know, final thoughts, man. It's like I say, I I hope they try to come to some 
conclusion on protecting the schools a little more in these in these shootings. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can go anywhere and do a mass shooting. But when it comes to these schools, these schools, I mean, you can't basically put people in prison because that's what some of these schools look like nowadays. But at the same time, I'm hoping they could come with some level of security that can make it at least harder for these, you know, to get even through the front door, you know. And um, I don't know what they can do or will do, but hopefully for the schools, they can figure something out. Man, that's going to be difficult because we got like, there's like thousands of elementary schools in America. Where do you start? (laughs) No doubt. Yeah. Where do you start? Thousands of elementary schools. And, you know, there's just hundreds of them right here. Um, I guess what one security, there should be at least uh, one cop from the school district at every school. At all time. At all time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's, and I know some schools don't even have, some of these elementary schools don't have no security because it's not needed. It's not needed. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and it's going to be just another pay grade for a guy sitting there sleep on the job because stuff don't happen. But then again, something can happen. He can respond just like the um, Uvalde cops did and do nothing. So is that even a solution as well? Not at all. And I just want to emphasize, man, those cops that did not go in and, and waited an hour, uh, those are the most coward law enforcement officers in American history, that, at least in my lifetime. And uh, I hope all those cops, actually, the the Fed said that they're going to be uh, doing an investigation of that department. But it just sounded like they want to provide better training and better resources to the department. Man, they're not charging all them. them busters, man, because that's what they, man, they, 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 they let them kids down. They did. It's like when you're on a ship, when you're the captain of the ship and the ship is sinking, you're supposed to be the last one off. Last one off. And if you come off that ship before all the passengers are off, you get charged. Well, one problem is it was some parents wanted to go in, though. You know, parents, hold on, man. We got, I'll go up in there. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, but like I said, that was a cowardice act of amongst that whole town right there definitely man and um we'll wrap it up right there man another fire episode 16 streets and scholars with your boy fg and alex alonso go go uh, holler at fg at f general one that's on instagram of course and check out his youtube channel fg unleashed where he's always got some great videos and he's starting to do interviews and uh, check me out on Street TV on the YouTube platform and Alex Alonso 101. And thanks for following on all podcast platforms. Our Spotify listeners are our, are our largest audience right now. And um, again, Seattle, Seattle tapping in in big numbers. So another fire episode of Streets and Scholars.